everyone to the Man's Podcast, Home Improvement Reviewed. I'm your host, Gabe, the Podman Perna. Y'all know my assistant, Matt. I replaced him with Steven Devan. Matt, how you doing today? How uh, Ready to talk a little bit of Home I Improvement? Am. I'm ready to talk a little improvements. Uh, watched the Mo Better Blue second episode that we're reviewing last night, so it is nice and fresh for this podcast. Um, I am ready to go. Excited to do this again. Love it. I love it. Yeah, Mo Better Blues second episode um, aired on September 24th, 1991. Uh, it touches upon a subject that home improvement goes to a lot during the series, especially during the early, early years. Uh, and, and that would be kind of Brad and Randy you know, giving Mark a hard time as older brothers tend to do. Uh, it's definitely a subject that they liked to go to. Uh, and, and, you know, we'll see it time and time again. This is the first of those episodes, uh, but definitely not the last. There's a lot of, you know, older brother type episodes. Uh, they really lean into that plot, especially earlier yeah. on in the show. I was going to say, especially earlier on when, uh, you know, Mark's still gullible and will go for a lot of these things. Um, so that's what we kind of find in this episode as well so i definitely uh, agree they go heavy into this kind of plot line at least for parts of the episode for the first couple of seasons and um, a lot of uh, tim and his tools as well that gets touched on and yeah it's going to be a recurring theme for a little while too so so yeah that's what, uh, yeah. what this episode kind of delves into and um it was uh, it was a fun one yeah i agree it's a fun episode um it, it you know it, it's a kind of it's an interesting episode, and we'll go through it, and I'll explain why I kind of find it's, it's an interesting episode. Like a lot of season one episodes, you know, it the theme of the show is there. A lot of the kind of elements of the show are there, but, like, what the show turns into is not quite there yet. So it's a little, you know, it's like earlier stage home improvement. You don't quite see the show that... You know, I think most people would think of when they think of home. Yeah, I agree. You can tell it's still trying to find its footing, um, just kind of laying the groundwork for how things are going to work, what the format's going to be for each episode. So I think uh, it's definitely one of the uh, test balloon episodes, as I like to call them. So, yeah, exactly. All right, well, let's get into it. Matt here, he's going to run down the episode, kind of go through it quickly, and then we're going to go over point by point and kind of uh, talk about some of our favorite and least favorite parts of the episode. So, uh, Devin, why don't you take it away and go through uh, Mo Better Blues episode two. Yeah, so two. we uh, open up in the garage. Tim's out there with Mark, and of course, Tim is feeling the need to redo, uh, soup up his riding lawnmower. And he's putting in a uh, big old motorcycle-type engine onto the thing. Mark's out there helping him out, being his trusty assistant. And um, Jill comes in, and she is not understanding Tim's appreciation for the way that the tool bench and the way that the shop's supposed to look. Uh, so he's uh, making sure he gives her a lesson on respecting the tools because she had used one of his tools to uh, chip away some ice. He wasn't too happy about that. Um, so he is, uh, giving Jill a hard time, making her swear that she's not going to go ahead and touch his tools anymore. Um, so then they get into their fun little argument type playful thing. And then, uh, when they leave, Mark is, uh, getting all excited, playing around with one of Tim's tools, throws it up in the air and breaks the thing. Um, so he feels terrible that he did that because Tim just got done saying how great his tools are and how they need to be respected. Um, meanwhile, the only other kind of subplot that's going on in the episode, and it's really not much of one is, uh, they got, 
the rummage sale that's kind of going on to support Brad's hockey team, raising funds for them. So they're rounding up some things around the house, trying to see what they can give away to help out with that. Um, so then obviously Mark feels terrible that uh, he broke the tool. So he starts going into hiding. Brad and Randy can tell something's wrong with him when he goes outside and they say, well, you know, you can tell us we won't uh, tattle on you. I promise. Of course, that's Mark's mistake for believing them. Uh, so they give Mark a hard time, say that, uh, oh man, that's pretty bad that you did that because that's what happened to Peter. And uh, so then they said, hey, who's Peter? And he said, well, he's the little brother that we used to have before they traded him in for you because he broke dad's flashlight. And of course, Mark believes them. Uh, so he gets upset. He keeps hiding from uh, from Tim when he's trying to figure out who broke the tool. Um, and so Tim kind of rounds everybody up. Brad and Randy spill the beans that it wasn't them. It was Mark. He uh, finds Mark, has a nice moment with Mark saying, hey, you, you know, accidents happen, but you shouldn't have been touching the tool to begin with. And then that accident wouldn't happen. But obviously, I'm not going to trade you away for anything. Um, and then uh, Mark tells on Brad and Randy for breaking the tape measure. And uh, Tim said, hey, it's good to have you back. And that's kind of the nice uh, closing moment to bring Mark back to being Tim's little buddy. And um, that's kind of the whole episode on what it's about. Tail end of it, uh, we see the result of Tim's lawnmower soup up um, <laughs> and uh, gets in himself into a nice little crash in the backyard trying to do the demo for the fam and uh, ends up going backwards. Of course. And of course that's kind of like uh, that's just how every episode is going to go with him. So. Um, yeah, of course. <laughs> the twin cylinder 1600 CC Yes, motor. exactly. <laughs> so that's the, uh, that's the quick breakdown of how the episode played out. Um, like I said, I, don't, I just don't think there was a ton going on with this one. Um, no. There wasn't, there wasn't no. much meat on the episode. Um, still think no. it's kinda, yeah. That was one of my issues. I think it's funny you said like the episode basically ends with like four minutes to go. Um, because like... Like, what's Tim going to say? Like, um, he's like a little kid and he broke a tool. Like, what, really? Like, what, what's he going to say? Like, you know, like it was an accident and, and, you know, it's, there's just not a lot of meat on the bone. I actually wrote that. It's just a pretty bare bones episode. Um, Wilson is barely in it. I know Wilson's, you know, each episode, Wilson's really only in it for a scene, but he's like barely in it. Al is in a a throw-in scene in the credits. Uh, The whole episode takes place at the Taylor household. It's almost like a play. Like, it's almost like a little mini play. Like, it's just kind of like a a quick little thing. We get no new Um, characters that come into the fray. Um, So, yeah, no, no. it's it's a very, uh, very light episode in terms of happening. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, there's still some fun stuff to go through. There's still some things that we'll break down. Yeah, yeah, let's go through it a little bit. So here's kind of some of my notes. Some of the things that I thought were pretty funny that we can dive into a little bit. Um, you know, they're really leaning into the mark being cute. Like, I feel like the one thing I didn't, like, quite remember about this show is that, like, they're really trying to – hammer home the point that Mark is cute and you should like everything he does. Like he does a little more power and he puts a little eye black on and, uh, you know, they really, like they're really, I won't say they're forcing it, but they're just like, I, I could see like the, the producers being like, no, we need more Mark. Mark is cute. People like Mark. He tested well. Like I could just see that because like, he's just, he's all over a lot of these early yeah. episodes when we know that's not No, we last. know, but also, you know you touched on it on the first episode of the podcast that 
with child actors, you just never know how things are going to kind of play yeah. out. And so I think that there's probably a conscious effort going on making sure that, hey, let's exhaust some cuteness storylines early on while the kids are still, you know, innocent and cute. And we can kind of get away with the simplicity of what they have to deliver. So I definitely think they lean into it for that reason. Get it out of the way to begin with. Yeah, I, I mean they're definitely they're definitely pushing it down the throats of everyone. And you got to remember, this is the early '90s. You know, we're coming off like Home Alone is probably the biggest movie of that era, or at least one of them. And, and Macaulay Culkin is probably one of the biggest movie stars of that era. Uh, and, and I mean, cute kids. I mean, that's a universal, timeless yeah. thing. But that time, especially, I, I feel like. You know, they're all looking for the next Macaulay Culkin. They're all looking for that cute kid that they can market. And ironically, that kid was on the show. It just wasn't the kid they were focusing on. That's true. But you also had at the time, uh, you know, Michelle Tanner, um, the Olsen twins. Yeah, exactly. Those Full House episodes early on really leaned into her, too, with the cuteness. Oh, yeah. yeah, It was the same formula going on in the sitcoms at the time. So it doesn't surprise me that it went this way. Um, but just doing a rewatch of things, it's it's definitely like we said, not a it's so, yeah, not, not a ton of meat on the bones <laughs> in this episode overall. Um, but I'm just wondering, like you know, at the beginning of the episode, like what is Mark thinking? We're hiding the tool in the dryer. Like does <laughs> does laundry never get done? Is it going to be safe there forever? Like that was a poor decision. I, I I love that like immediately Mark like like literally Tim and Jill like first of all let me back up a second because Tim and Jill are basically like going through this back and forth about and you know he talking about like the torque wrench being the Yoda of the tool bench and it's kind of like this back and forth with him and Jill at the beginning and, and like they're basically like it's just this flirtation like back and forth and Mark is just sitting on the ground the entire time like I'm like isn't this awkward I know you're only seven but like your parents are about to like rip off their clothes and like get at it like they're really like <laughs> flirting with each other and you're just sitting there on the ground listening to this entire back it's, and forth it's definitely uh, awkward <laughs> and then Tim chases out Jill like as if he's going to like you know, go better. I mean, like it's really, and Mark's just sitting there the whole time. I'm like, what? This is God. I don't care if you're seven. You gotta at least feel like uncomfortable with how much your parents are flirting. Yeah, right well, now. that's just it. It definitely was awkward because in that back and forth with Tim and Jill, they even said, uh, you know, he makes Jill swear an oath that she's not going to touch his tools again, and so says, put uh, you know, your left hand up, put your right hand on the tool, and then they both kind of look at each other. The wrench. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> I noticed. It's like, so you got you got yeah. like, the sexual uh, tension going on there between the parents and the kids right there in the in the garage. It's like, all right, guys, get a room. Like yep. we forget that Mark's right yeah. here. So, so yeah, it's definitely an awkward scenario. Yeah. That's for sure. But uh, yeah, it's it's pretty funny. I mean, like, but yeah, like so as soon as. As soon as they leave, Mark breaks it. Like, and I know it's a 20 minute show, but they ended four minutes early. We're going to build this up a little bit. And, you know, what is, I don't even remember. He like, he like imitates what Tim says. I really are like driving home the point that like he's, he looks up to Tim because I forget what yeah, Tim he's, says. He's to like Jill. trying to be, uh, Jim, Tim's chasing Jill away because he's trying to be the tool avenger and avenge the tools. That's and, it. Uh, yeah. The tool and, avenger. And so Mark, so Mark, up in the air like he doesn't think something's going to happen when the ground 
like another <laughs> literally yeah. two seconds after uh, they leave he's like all right i'm gonna just yeah. break this and then as you said yeah just puts it in the dryer you know classic little stupid kid thinking he's like oh i'll just hide right. it no one will find yeah. it you know and it, it just happens uh immediately yeah. not, um and, and you got your plot not yeah osama bin laden level of hiding skills there that's just uh that was no. pretty, pretty terrible <laughs> so no, that was, that was a terrible job yeah, by they, Mark. They found the rent much um, quicker than they found the modded. That's for sure. <laughs> the, um, the, uh, you know, one note I had is like, they're really building up the, the, the torque wrench. Um, and Mark makes this comment. He's like, Oh, why is it so old? Would Mark know a torque wrench is old? <laughs> like, come on. Like, Mark's not, he's a seven year old kid and he, like, understands that, like, this is a torque wrench from, like, the 1950s. Yeah, as if he's comparing it but, to other torque wrenches that he uses. Right, yeah. exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, like the handyman's yeah. belt came with a torque wrench that looks brand new, and that's how all torque wrenches should look. Yeah. Hank, that, yeah, I mean, like, I'll be honest, I have a lot of tools that my dad gave me, and, like, I can't tell the difference. I mean, like, yeah, you can tell when a tool's like super new, but like everything that's been used for like a year ends up just grinding. You know, you just wear it down anyway. Right. Um, you know, like you don't like there. Some tools look super old, but like it, it's pretty rare to like go into a workbench. I have a workbench. I wouldn't be like, oh yeah, that tool's like fifty years old. Um, so I have a hard time believing that seven-year-old Mark was able to deduct that not only is this an important tool, but it's yeah. old. So like we're establishing the fact that if it breaks, it's really sad because it's been around in the Taylor family for generations. Yeah, it was kind of a, a quick throw in um, on, I think, trying to just add some added value to the tool that he breaks to, to make him feel even worse about doing it. But um but yeah, I mean, it was it was a yeah. stretch to try and get establish that, and that, and like you said, it just seemed like it was so quick. Um, so to try and yeah. establish those kind of things in that quick of a time frame, it just it didn't it didn't work as well as it probably should have. But um, but yeah, I mean, so I mean, there's not a ton, like I said, like we talked about, there's not a ton of other like huge things in the episode. I mean, one of the other kind of things that I noticed is like <laughs> Tim said. Um, you know, one of the, the funny lines towards the end is he talks about you know, how long it's going to take him to do the lawn. And I'm just raising the question, where is this lawn? Yes. Where is the lawn? Dude, I'm, I'm so like... glad you mentioned this. This is, this is one of my notes for the episode because like we all know Tim's going to put together a ridiculous motor for right. anything. So 1600cc twin cylinder. By the way, you know, heck of a job by the props department because that motor oh, looked ridiculous. Great. Like it has like the twin cylinders. I was laughing. I was like, that is some brilliant, uh, that's some brilliant yeah. job. Um, but yeah, where is this lawn? The backyard is like, I mean, like there are people in like Manhattan in New York City that have a bigger it, lawn than the It's taken five family. minutes with a push mower. Like I don't understand, like <laughs> the, the entire <laughs> series, we don't see any other lawn. So I don't understand no. the need. I can only imagine that we're doing like we have a huge yeah. front lawn because like I don't like the backyard is so small that like even Tim Taylor has to be like, This yeah. is stupid. I'm wasting right? a lot of money on this. Uh yeah. I mean for that what? was my pet peeve, man. I, I was just I was like, I mean, where where is this lawn? That's that was my biggest question. I mean because there is. If you think about every other season, we've watched the improvement enough. 
I can't remember an episode that yeah. shows any other version of their lawn no. other than what we see in the backyard. No, they never. And we all know. I mean, like, you know, it's obviously on a studio. Um, like, it's obviously on a back lot. So, like, the scenes that, you know, they show in a three-camera sitcom, you know, it's always, like, limited right. to, like, five or six yeah. sets. So, it's, like, the Taylor House, Tool Time, um, and, and then, like, later on, Harry's right. Hardware and a few other places. But, like, yeah. But, like, they never do, like, one episode where it's, like, oh, this is what the Taylor House looks like in front. So, you can be, like, oh, that's why Tim has a crazy lawnmower. It's, like, no, he just has a crazy lawnmower because he's a crazy <laughs> exactly. person. And, like, he just needs a crazy lawnmower for his little patch yes. of grass that, like, if he wasn't careful. The other thing I wanted to know is that, like, we see throughout the series that like everyone lives like on top of each other um you know like the um you know the family that they feud with what's their names the ones that um that (laughs) that throw garbage into Uh, yeah the McGurns. there we go yeah the they live right next to wilson we know doc johnson lives right there everyone kind of lives right on top of each other so i have a feeling that the lawnmower is just Tim being that could have yeah. been a plot like why do you need right. a lawnmower I'll be honest I have a push lawnmower uh, on uh, a decent amount of property because like I I've used riding mowers before and, and they're not like <laughs> they're not a toy they're like the yeah. opposite of a toy they're very dangerous machines I had to borrow my neighbor's once because my little puny push mower couldn't work one week. I never skip, never skip no. the lawn in the, in the, in the spring. That's a rule that my dad told me that I didn't follow once and you can never skip a, a week in the spring. And I did. So I borrowed my neighbor's push mower, his riding mower and I was white knuckling <laughs> that thing. It is not a fun thing. But then again, we got Tim Taylor. He's, he's not wired like no. the rest of us. He's not, he's not thinking like this is a dangerous thing that I really, desperately do not need yeah but you know he, he just wants to have the the twin cylinder i feel like there is a threshold that one must reach in terms of yard size to justify a riding lawnmower to begin with and not only does this yeah. not meet that threshold but it certainly doesn't need to be souped up and we gave tim credit in yeah. episode one that his theory on the dishwasher yeah. needing to be improved at least was that was fair because he's like that Why was fair. Are you washing dishes before putting it in the yeah, dishwasher. That There's was fair. Yeah, agreed. There is no practicality in this. No so practicality. Tim, this, is, this is completely ridiculous. Um, all right. A few other thoughts on this episode. I had a few other things that I wrote down. Um, so we get Brad and Randy kind of at the beginning. They go from, you know, the garage to you know, jail talking with Brad and Randy. We got Brad watching. You, do you know a movie it he's watching? Like it, it was Spartacus. Like Spartacus. I love it. Brad is such a boy's yes. boy. Like, just like, yeah, I'm going to watch Spartacus. I'm going right. to stab the, uh, the couch. Yeah. Just great A casting yeah. by getting, by getting uh, Zachary Ty Bryan. Cause he just like, you know, he's like personifies the boy experience sure. there. Um, I love it. And then uh, I talked last episode about John Pasquin and kind of the brilliance of, of direction in, in this sitcom. Uh, and I think we get another great Pasquin moment when um, Jill's talking to them about dinner. And she's like, if you're not careful, I'll give you liver. And then you immediately cut to Brad. 
Kenzie on the stairs. Ah! Like just the way they yeah. are, like they're screaming. Just such good. I mean, like that guy, he only stayed for a season or two, but man, did he really, like he really added a lot. You know, the direction in these shows, you don't notice it when you're a kid, obviously. And, and it, you know, you don't notice it until you watch a lot of TV, which mean you have watched a lot of TV, but man, that guy yeah. was good. He really knew how to get the most out of no, these for scenes. Sure. I agree with that a hundred percent. And it was good camera work too, because it kind of pans through, through the kitchen to see <laughs> right. them on the stairs and then continues to follow Jill <laughs> in that same direction to go back yeah. into the garage. So it all kind of flowed well yeah. because of that too. It was, it was definitely a good point on that for sure. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, so let's let's get to um, you know some yeah, favorite some the, quotes, the, the, and that'll kind of help give us some other context. You mentioned one of mine um, when Mark comments on how old the the torque wrench is, and uh, Tim yeah. says it's not old; it's experienced. This is the Yoda of my tool bench. So, just a <laughs> very good quote there. I like that one. I love that one. Um, so I got a few. Um, one is he's talking about the the mower with Jill at the beginning, and he goes, "By the time the rest of the oh no, he's talking to Mark. This is a Mark. He says this to Mark. He goes, "By the time the rest of the pack catches us, we'll have won the race and mowed the infield." Um, and, <laughs> and Jill goes, "What? This is I think I don't know when this is. It might be in the beginning, back and forth with Jill." But uh, she goes, what did you do? Join Hell's Gardeners? <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, uh, that's a good one, too. I like uh, when Jill says, um, you know, when, when she sees the size of the engine, she's like, you won't be cutting the grass. You'll be sucking it up by the roots. So that was, uh, that was <laughs> pretty good. It, it, it definitely not hyperbole with the size of the uh, motor that Tim put on the, the lawnmower. But uh, that was another good one for sure. No. I do love, you know, so... <laughs> this isn't like a great quote, but like, I think this is like kind of some of the early, um, I don't want to say brilliance, but the early work of JTT in this show where you start to see like, oh, he's pretty good. Like he's, he's, he's really funny. Um, <laughs> and he's talking about like, like Mark's like, well, I broke the torque wrench and like immediately, immediately Randy goes, oh, just like Peter. Yes. Like he does doesn't even yep. pause like he's just like it's like off the top of his head and he's like oh you broke his tool like peter yeah <laughs> and mark is like who's yeah. peter and, and then they're kind of off to the races with the uh the flashlight story and, and you know it's just like a nice little bit of like character work from jtt there like randy is like so good at just messing with people and he's such a wise ass that like it took him two seconds to come up with that like oh i broke his tool oh just like yep. peter like i that, that it's not a great quote but it that part like made me laugh i feel like it was um you know it was well done i mean they went like i said at the beginning they went to this well yeah. a lot i feel like there are at least five or six episodes that are some variation of this um i think the one's there are better ones coming for sure. This one's pretty thin, as you kind of yeah. said, but 
that part. Well, I think uh, you're right. I mean, Randy never missed a chance to figure out a way to torment uh, Mark, and Brad obviously would jump right in. But it does, uh, over the time um, of the episodes, it does kind of seem like Randy's the brains of the operation between him and Brad. And I think you're right on with that. It doesn't take him long to jump right at the opportunity and start tormenting Mark again. So, um, but I think there's a few other ones that are pretty good in terms of quotes. Um, I think that I would say, well, here's one that I found funny is, uh, you know, Jill's trying to explain why Tim is redoing the engine. And she says, uh, you know, the only reason you're doing this because your mother wouldn't let you have a motorcycle. And Tim says she wouldn't let me have a dog either, but you don't see me out here rewiring a cocker spaniel, do you? So (laughs) that one made me laugh. Um, but, uh, but I got, I haven't said my, my favorite one yet. So you go, what you got a, a favorite one of the episode that we haven't touched on or is it one we've already touched on? Um, it's a good question. I mean, like, I think, I think it's by the time the rest of the pack have, catches us, we'll have won the race and mowed the infield just because it's that classic Tim cocky, like the way he says it. And like, it's just kind of a funny line. It's not the best episode for quotes. Um, I did like Billy's mom thought she saw Elvis said that, you know, so the, so of course, like as soon as he finds the broken torque wrench he blames brad and randy because like why wouldn't he i mean they're the ones who are always getting into trouble um so he brings them down and you know randy and his you know usual smarminess is like well billy's mom thinks we're angels and tim without a beat you know goes well billy's mom thought she saw elvis at the gas station and you can even tell that gets a a laugh out of patricia richardson she she starts laughing at that so you know just uh it pretty good i mean there's nothing like it's not an episode that like there's amazing you know like the only blender on the block that will puree a brick like quote but i think it would have to be we'll have won the race in mode yeah yeah i like the elvis one too um i I think just because of it highlights the level of absurdity that we've talked about with how there's no reason to do this for the lawnmower. Um, he says, and this goes also back to the point that we're talking about where the hell is this lawn that they're talking about? Um, when Tim's testing out the mower at the end of the episode, he goes, uh, it used to take that an hour, hour 20 to do the lawn with this bad boy, minute five. And it's like, <laughs> so that was probably my favorite just because it's like you cut off an hour and. 19 minutes somehow right. of doing the lawn. Somehow. And your little one engine modification. Your little square yeah. of yeah. a lawn. So yeah. I think that was probably mine. It's just the, the nonchalantness of uh, how long it's going to take him to do the lawn. It just kind of cracked me up. But, um, but yeah, I mean, you're right. There's not a ton, a ton of uh, stuff to latch on to in terms of quotes of this episode. But, um, who do you got? No. Um, I, I, we start with MVP last episode. Let's start with LVP because, like you said, there's not a ton all of right. characters in this one. It's it's all set in the no, household, so tough to pick. But and I feel bad, but I gotta say Mark because, like, and unfortunately, Mark's probably gonna get this a lot because I do feel like they push him in the earlier seasons, and like a couple of thoughts, like. <laughs> It's just like, it's too much. Like, they're really trying to shove him into the picture. There's like, I wrote, one of the notes I wrote is, sad music accompanies Mark. They're really laying it on thick here. Like, it's, I don't want to say it's Michelle Tanner-esque, because like, and you mentioned Bullhouse, like, it's not that yeah. bad, um, where like, everything Michelle did was either the cutest or, or, you know, saddest, or, you know, everything like, had to be like, amped up to the 20th degree, so you, the viewer, knew like, this kid is yeah. cute. Um, and 
you know, God bless Taron Noah Smith. He's not as messed up as the Olsen twins are. So he has that going for him. But, you know, it's just a lot. They're really pushing him. And I wrote down, Mark with the worst no I've ever heard in my life. Like, it's just, the the acting is a challenge. Um, And I think he's my LVP. And there's not a lot to choose from. There's no, like, you know, it's literally just the Taylor family. Wilson is in it for, like, literally, I think, a minute. I mean, he's in it. We have our first Wilson interaction with someone who's not Tim. Um, And then he's like, oh, Mark's hiding, basically. You know, it's kind of not really funny, but, you know, a little funny attempt back and forth with Tim. Um, but that's it. And then, yeah, Allison kind of a throwaway scene after the uh, episode ends. Yeah. So we don't have a lot to choose from. So I got to say, I agree. There's not a ton to choose from because there's not a ton to go around for the episode. Um, but I actually went with Wilson as my LVP and, um, and and because of the fact that my man snitched on Mark. I mean, like Mark's (laughs) just trying to mind his own business, hide in the tree (laughs) away from repercussions. (laughs) And he said he even gave Mark his scout's honor that he wasn't going to tell his dad where he was. And lo and behold, as soon as Tim comes out, Wilson snitching. It's like, so Wilson, because of that, is my LVP of the episode. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. I will say he did try to make it as coy as possible, but Tim's such an idiot that he couldn't figure it out. So I I agree. I mean, like it was kind of a lame move by, uh, by Wilson. Um, Broke the scout's but, honor, man. He yeah, broke the scout's honor. He broke the scout's yeah. honor. I know that's tough. I know my son just joined the scout, so I uh I, I feel that. Yeah. I feel that. Um yeah. all right, MVP, I mean like I think to me the choice was pretty obvious. but I'm curious what who you'll so, pick. Here's it's gonna surprise you. I'm actually going Mark. Wow. So, yeah. so okay. Let here's me hear why. Okay. Okay. So he, wow. I think you, you are right. There's definitely some um, things that are thrown his way to try and get the sympathy vote and get people on his side and everything. But he definitely plays yeah. it up pretty well that he's pretty bummed out. Um, got that uh, kind of innocence going on. Um, and, and like we've talked about too, I don't think there's going to be a ton of other episodes where he's going to qualify for this award. Yeah. Um, this is that's why I gave him the one yeah. last episode. Yeah. So this is like uh, you know Lynn Sanity stretch for that seven games where he was he was like, <laughs> we're, giving, is, we're giving we're <laughs> giving him the like, Lynn Sanity Lynn push Sanity right now for Mark at this point. But no, I mean I think and also he did have one moment when he was um, trying to explain why he was worried he didn't want to tell his dad because he's going off of what Randy and Brad told him and he's explaining like you know well that's what you did with Peter when he lost the flashlight and then Tim obviously doesn't know what the hell he's talking about so. He's like, who? And then he's like, Peter, don't you even remember him? Like, it was, that line actually made me laugh. And All right, like, that was fair. That was, was funny. Like, you know, that that was, was pretty good. Like, so so I, I'm going with Mark because, again, there's not a ton All of right. good choices. And that one spot, I was like, oh, that was pretty good. Like, saying, don't you even remember Peter? All so, right, fair so enough. My MVP. So mine is Tim. I mean, I feel like this is, like, a very much a, a Tim kind of showcase episode you know you get him with the lawnmower in the beginning and he's really doing his old man thing and you know i love the duck versus duck yeah. tape thing and you know like but like what i really liked about it is like 
they show how good of a father he is. Now, again, what is he going to do? Like, right. get mad at a seven-year-old? By the way, Mark is seven. I thought he was, like, oh, five. I think I even said in the first episode that yeah. he was five. Um, I did not think he was seven. I Like, to me, that's like, all right, you're not, like, a complete, you know, idiot when you're seven. <laughs> <laughs> um, which brings in, like, in later seasons when he's still getting fooled. I think Jill's like, stop getting right, tricked by yeah. these guys. You know, it's like, Jesus. All right. Um, but he is, like, a good father. And I think, like, that is kind of a good scene with him and Mark. Um you know, he, he, Tim's reaction to that, by the way, please don't trade me away like you did, Peter. Like, he gives such a great kind of like, what? What? Yeah. What do you, what? yeah, like, he's just, you know, it's a nice little piece of acting yeah. there. Um, and, and kind of like, you know, it says a lot with his face, yeah. um, which is a main reason why Tim Allen becomes such a star is because, like, he's just such a reactive person. Yes. Um, I think, yeah, he's like, it just shows like he is a good dad. Yeah. He cares about a stupid tool too much. And yeah, he's doing something crazy with his lawnmower that he doesn't need to do. Uh, but at the end of the day, he's a guy who just wants to bond with right. his son. You know, he knows that like Brad and Randy are kind of over that stage of yep. their lives. And, you know, he wants to hang on to it with Mark. And I think it's admirable. Yeah. Um, for sure. But yeah, it's kind of one of those episodes where there's no real standouts. Like I said, it's everyone, like it's just the family for the most part. It's all in the Taylor household. It's a very kind of thin plot. It's weird. Do you think it's weird? It's like the second episode. Um, now the third episode, which we'll get to next time is definitely like, I love that episode. And I feel like that's like a good plot that like, if I was coming up with a sitcom, like, you know, I think that was like a good one that they probably had in their head. I find it kind of weird. This is the second episode. I feel like it's so thin that it's like, I, I'm not su- I'm surprised it wasn't like a later season. Yeah. Um, episode. Yeah, I think like we talked about at the start, I think that they're still trying to kind of figure out the formula, um, figure out which buttons to press for each character. So you know, I, I, yeah. give, I give him a little bit of a leeway on that. Um, but, but yeah, it's going to be interesting to see if this ever happens again where LVP and MVP from year, Bark was your LVP, he was my MVP. So I'm going to see if this happens again. I don't think that will happen again because I, I, I mean, maybe it will. I'm sure it will because there's 200 episodes. But I mean, like, I don't think it will be as, I think it will be a lot easier. Um, yeah, and I do think you picked Mark as MVP for the same reason I did last week. You know he's not going to get a lot of chances. Um, I, you know, and this isn't a spoiler, but like as the show goes on, and as they realize, like, oh, JTT is like a star, we better start using yeah. him. You know, Mark kind of gets pushed yeah. aside a little bit. Um, but yeah, he's all over this first season. I mean, he's he's in a lot of plots, and. Uh, you know, yeah. it, uh, it's one of those things that, it's, you know, you see on a rewatch, you're like, oh, they're really, really focusing. Yeah. On I do this, think for on future this. episodes, I think you're right. I think there's going to be much more, um, much better options for LVPs and MVPs. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see if we come across this again, where, you know, one of our LVPs, the other person MVPs and vice versa. So we'll see how it plays out. But, um, what's your, uh, what do you think? What's your grunt rating on this episode? It's not good. <laughs> I said two. I said two, which is low, but like, I just think it, it's, you know, it, it, 
it's just very weak. Like you said, the episode basically ends with four minutes. They have to do this whole, like, you know, like Tim on the lawnmower plot, um, which is like funny, but like, it's just kind of like whatever. Like, I don't think it's as good as the dishwasher, of course. Um, and, you know, we have this Al scene at the last, you know, last kind of like throwaway scene. We're like, and we know we talked about this in the first episode. Al wasn't supposed to be on the show. Um, he was, uh, kind of supposed to be the side character until they realized like, Oh, right. this guy's good. We better use him. Yeah. Um, and like, obviously as the, you know, show, as like the season goes on, he's like in actual episodes, but here he's just kind of like yeah. a throwaway. Um, so yeah, I, I had it as too. I didn't think it was that good. I think there were better episodes in this. First yeah, I season. think so as well. I actually have the same rating. Uh, I had two grunt rating as well, yeah. two out of five. Um, so, so yeah, yeah, it wasn't, it definitely in, in, you know, starting to rewatch some of these other ones is definitely one of my least favorites. Um, like we talked about for good reason. Um, and I don't know about you, but I don't think we got any hall of fame moments in this episode. Yeah. No, okay. not at all. Not at all. It's nothing like, I, you know, there's nothing I can think of when I think of home improvement. Um, I, one thing we didn't touch on that I think it was funny. It's not a Hall of Fame moment. Um, but I always kind of like remember a scene with the scene where Jill's like talking with Randy's shoes. Uh, it's a cute little moment where she's like, Randy's like, I want to keep these shoes. And like the lip is open and she's like, but these shoes want to, you know, they're like, please, please throw me away. And, yeah. A funny, cute little moment between, uh, between Randy and, and Jill. Um, not a no. Hall of Fame moment, but kind of, kind of no, funny. I mean, little it's moment. a cute little moment, but I, I look at the kind of shape of those shoes around. <laughs> Can Randy really accomplish much in those things? Like, like you said, I'm no. Like the front half, the lip it's like falling off. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't see why he, it's I mean, a, they're lucky shoes, but how can he even function in those things at that point? Was she going to bring those to the rummage sale? No, can you imagine? Garbage. Yeah. Okay. She was yeah, trying to throw, okay. Garbage. Cause it would be funny if she was like here, some of the rummage thing sales, uh, you know, some of the things that she was doing for the rummage sale were, you know, yeah. junk. I mean like real, real kind of, like, I feel like the props department did not spend as much time. They did a good job with the twin cylinder engine, but maybe not as much on the, uh, the rummage yeah, yeah, no, stuff. It almost felt like this was like a budget episode. Like it was, you know, we used a bunch of money on the, on the dishwasher explosion and that kind of thing. And then, so now we yeah. kind of tone it down and, and save a little, little cashola on the second episode. But, uh, so yeah. Well, and that's a common yeah. thing. Yeah. I mean, these kind of, um, episodes you see this all the time like you can only do so many like cool scenes outside of the the studio uh you can only use so much money on like guest spots um so you have to have these episodes um i want to say they're called like i don't know what they're like there's a name for them. Um, and it's, it's escaping me. Um, but like, there's a name for these kind of episodes. Uh, and it's basically like episodes where they use as little of the budget as they can. Um, and, and you know, they save on the money so they can use it for other episodes. It will come to me as soon as we stop yeah. recording, but that, that's definitely what this episode felt for like. Sure. 
Um, I just looked it up. I, you know, I think it's called a bottle episode. There you go. That's yeah. it. That's it. It's a bottle. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Google. Magical. Yeah. yeah, bottle episode. Kind of a bottle yeah. episode um, for, for sure. Um, but, you know, they're not all going to be winners. There's 200 episodes yeah. of this show. Not all of them are going to be classics. Brighter days are ahead. This um, is, uh, this is brighter days are ahead. I, I thought about it watching this and, and remembering some of the other episodes. This is definitely one of the few episodes that I didn't love. Um, so I, I don't think we're going to have many of these, um, you know, somber podcasts uh, for how, how poor the episode was. But we'll still give it two grunts um, and – yeah, we'll see what's, uh, you know, I think next week will be much better with uh, Offsides, episode three. Uh, th- that's a great episode. I'm definitely excited to talk yeah. about it. it. It's like one of those things that I find very relatable. Um, you know, one of the things that I think we like to do with this podcast is kind of look at through the lens of our own experiences in fatherhood and, and you know, being husbands and, and that kind of modern man feel. I don't have a lot of <laughs> comparison to this episode, but I mean, like, yeah, like what Tim did with Mark at the end is what any parent would right. do. Yeah. I mean, that's why the episode's not yeah. funny yeah. because like you just acted like a normal parent. Like, yeah, you're going to be a little pissed off, but like at the end of the day, what are you going to do? Like yeah. ground the kid. It's a stupid tool. Um, you know, and, and like I said, there are better episodes to come with the Mark uh, versus Brad and Randy thing. There, there's some really good ones. Um, you know, even in the first yeah. season, this is kind of one of the, the, the weaker ones. For sure. Um, For those watching, uh, watching but, along with us, I think you'll probably agree as you, uh, cause I don't think anybody out there is watching as much improvement as we have. So thank you all. We'll agree when you uh, continue to watch and we promise it gets better. So stay with us. So. Stay yeah. with us. Well, that's it for episode two, Mo Better Blues. Any other closing oh, thoughts? I'm just looking forward to uh, episode three. Back on the upswing, so uh, let's get after it. All right, sounds good. I got to go uh, mow my half-inch uh, square <laughs> lawn with a lawn mower that could mow the uh, <laughs> beat the competition and then mow the infield. Have at it, man. Have at it. Good luck. <laughs> but we'll see everybody next time. All right. See everyone next time. See Thanks, you. guys. Everyone gets set for tool time, wrenches. Everyone gets set for tool time, ratchets. Circular, 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 circular.